0: Radio. I'm Bertrand Tungandami on NITV Radio, and I'm joined by a Raya woman, Nadi Simpson, writer, composer, playwright, educator, and musician in the stiff jeans. Nadi is joining us ahead of Antidote 2022, Sydney Opera House's Festival of Ideas, Art, and Change. Among the many themes explored during Antidote 2022 will be Preserving Endangered Languages and the Uluru Statement from the Heart and Nadi Simpson is one of the panelists in the festival Nadi Simpson, it's the first time to have you in our program in many years now so first of all, welcome to NITV Radio
1: Thank you so much Bertrand and Yama to everybody
0: Now, it's great to have you on the program to explore this uh, festival that really promises to be extraordinary And the lineup of uh, the event includes really powerful First Nations voices presenting talks that dissect issues directly impacting Indigenous people from multiple angles, and I know you're involved in uh, at least uh, two different events. Can you run us through the events you'll be involved in during the festival?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I'm really excited. Um, It's at a pretty flash venue, you know, the Opera House. When they ask you to go there, you know you've got to lift your game a little bit, but um, as part of the Antidote Festival, I'll be um, yarning on a panel that's sort of exploring and talking about where to from here, talking about voice treaty truth and uh, giving First Nation perspective, really um, uh, personal perspectives on where we are at this moment in time and what it can be and what we hope it to be. Uh, that's one of the panels. And also um, I'll be taking part uh in another sort of yarn with various guests about it happened to me and uh that's a little anecdote i think i'm going to sing a song there talking about a moment in my life that was really pivotal that um opened a door or a window or changed a pathway um in how i move in the world so i'm really looking forward to both those things
0: just uh before we look into that event that really changed your life Now we are at a particular moment after the federal elections. There's a new momentum in uh, implementing uh, finally uh, Indigenous Voice to Parliament. Uh, There's uh, optimism that a referendum will take place very soon. But do you see change really coming by?
1: It's one of those things, isn't it, Bertrand? Like it's hard to know what the future will look like. But maybe one of the most important things is that we are brave together. That's what I think. And also, you know, a lot of blackfellas all over um, the nation will say, well, these things are already happening, have been happening for a very long time. We know in our communities, truth-telling has been going on since, you know, those ships sailed in. Our old people um, and our knowledge keepers have been telling the truth of our experience in this country um, for hundreds of years and we've seen all this really interesting sort of conversations in Queensland very recently and down in Victoria, conversations about treaties. So these things are happening already and of course, you know, a makarata is something that is ingrained in a lot of our communities as, as a cultural practice and we've been here, you know, since the first sunrise. So all these things have been uh bubbling along, it's just that we're getting um, mainstream Australia, non-Indigenous Australia to a point where we say, uh, at at this moment, we can all move forward together. So anything that's, uh, if people are scared about what the future looks like, maybe there's a bit of solace in the fact that our communities and our people have been doing these things continuously for a very long time, and that makes our mobs experts in what's happening so really we're asking uh, non-indigenous people to be guided by us into a story that includes all of us in australia and i reckon that is worth a yarn and that's worth uh uh, that's worth the time to sit down and listen and exchange and share
0: now coming back to it happened to me can you Mm. give us a sneak peek into your talk on (laughs) in the festival
1: I was speaking a lot about this, you know um, and also I take into consideration, of course, what the event is and what listeners and audience are looking for, and also you know festival programs. I'm going to use the opportunity not to talk about myself, but to talk about how experience and knowledge and activity is really a relational thing in a blackfellow sense that. I've been thinking a lot about, you know, uh, stories and things that happen to people in my family and how those experiences are passed on. And so whether it's my grandmother writing a letter to, you know, the Aborigine Protection Board when she was 13, because that story and that person and their actions were so formative in who I am, even though she did that back in the 50s. It happened to me because of the way our communities work how we understand um, relationship and how we make space for each other in our own history so i'm gonna get up and talk about my family and hopefully through um, the threads of events that have happened in my family's past i'll be able to get people to a place where they can understand that as Aboriginal people we carry those things proudly forward with us so rather than talk about me and my life I'm a happy creative person but I'm nothing special I think a lot of special stuff happened before my time and has made me who I am so I'm going to use that moment I think it's only 10 minutes you know to talk about the strengths and the power of the people that I come from and because they did that at their time I'm able to stand there and um, say that it's, it's a living, breathing part of who I
0: am now. Yeah. Now that we've got you on air, I can't help but ask you about uh, the Steve Jeans because most of us uh, have known you for being one of the key figures of this group. Steve Jeans is a name that I find a little bit uh, odd and confronting. Tell us about this group.
1: When we, we started, when well, we met in 1997, so that's like last century. We've been around for a long time. And um, we started at the Eora Centre um, in Redfern, as Gadigal Country, and when we were looking for a band name, you know, we understood. We were the only girls left in the class. And, you know, music industry, even now, is a very male-dominated industry. And we had, like I was talking about, you know, um, how history... Is carried on and shouldered by generations in the future. We understood that the word gin was used at that time and still now as a way of hurting black women. But we also knew that word gin, which is from the Sydney area, actually, you know, from time immemorial, before 1788, meant woman. And it meant a woman from that area. So we wanted to align ourselves with the true meaning of that word and try and sing strong and be proud and act right um, and surround that word with a different understanding to bring it back into our communities and say, listen, this, these are our words. We're going we're gonna to reclaim these and tell you what we want it to mean now. So and I was thinking about it yesterday, wondering whether that kind of stance that we took as very young women had some kind of effect. And I I think it doesn't matter how effective the action has been. What is important is the conversation. That if in some way it shows Aboriginal people or young um, artists that you can stand up and sing a song and say, we connect strongly and in meaningful ways to what has happened before while we're trying to create something for the future, then, you know, that's that's a career well lived, I think. I mean, history will dictate whether it was a success or not, but we continue to do it with respect and we want to get people thinking about, you know, the words that they use and how we can insert our own cultural meanings back onto the words that describe us. So... That's basically what we've been trying to do. And, you know, Kalina and I are now it's We are the best of friends. We enjoy each other's company and each other's talent and skill. And it just makes us feel good when we sing together. So if you can couple that with that word, then uh, we're, we're pretty proud of that.
0: Now, before I let you go, Nadi, anything you'd like to add, a uh, closing word to this conversation?
1: I'd just like to um, say yama to everybody. Isn't it beautiful, you know, especially through the pandemic, how we we managed to stay connected, even though we were disconnected through technology? And I often think about radio and Zooms, although we hate talking about it now, as the way that songlines, um, and spirit lines work. So, if we're, if you're connecting to my thoughts and words at this moment, I send big respect and much love to you and your country, no matter where you are in this great land.
0: Nadie Simpson, it's been a great pleasure talking to you, and thank you very much for taking the time to join us today on, on NITV Radio.
1: No worries, thank you. Want to hear more stories like this? Listen on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts from.